Hands are down. Yes, sir. We're going to beat your ass and recruit him. We're going to beat your ass every time they see us. You understand that? Yes, sir. Roll that one. Fuck you. Yeah. joining all right get ready thank you for joining the espc podcast where the purpose of the podcast is always to make me money as doing the podcast i've been able to collaborate with a lot of folks who have given me great insight on uh, making money watching games now the second objective every podcast is a business meeting we are the cnbc fox business of sports betting right i have an mba have securities licenses so we use business and financial concepts to get right every business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome so the purpose is to make money to collaborate with folks so you collaborate you innovate you make money sports betting and that's the purpose. The outcome has been we're at 460 ROI, return on investment, um, betting on games. Okay. So, what that means is that my 50 grand has started. It's now a lot more than that. Right. And you can't say a lot because uh, the tax man, the IRS, listens to all these podcasts and they're going to investigate. <laughs> well, they can. Uh, that's one of my specialties is tax mitigation. So I know how to manage it legally to get optimize the dollar, right? But we teach decision science uh, in the 10 top 10 rules of betting that we have on the website. You can read it and we get into all the concepts we use in the episode notes. From fundamental analysis. Now, fundamental analysis is going to be big when you start talking about bowl games because fundamental analysis, one of the main tenets of it is that you study the corporate governance of an investment in order to determine whether uh, the investment is worth it or not, whether the company is worth it or not, based on, right, who runs the corporation. And usually, who runs the corporation as far as college football teams, NFL football teams, is the head coach, the general manager, the athletic director, the presidents of the university, uh, the alumni of the university, what are the goals, so on and so forth. And they all apply to, again, the outcome of high uh, return on investment and managing the bankroll, right? Because even though 52.5% is break even, and right now we're in the mid 60s with college football, uh, we're at 60% pro football, 52.5% is break even. So the margin between 52.5% and 60% is where we're at. Now, last year we had 80% bowl games. 
Uh, this year is going to be a little bit more difficult to get 80% because there's less games. And that hits into arbitrage, right? Arbitrage is a financial concept that when you have similar assets, that if you uh, bet on them or if you invest in them simultaneously, 10 or more, you take advantage of market inefficiencies, right? Uh, there's going to be less bowl games this year. Uh, and the fact that there's less uh, bowl games means that uh, there's going to be less blowouts, less games that are obviously going to be blowouts. And uh, teams that were going to get blown out this year during the pandemic opted out. Perfect example of that is uh, Missouri. Missouri started watching film, started getting into Iowa, and they're like, oh, we're going to get blown out. Boom. Let's do it. Let's say it was COVID-19, right? Uh, kind of like with uh, people that have kids at work. They, you know, they blame everything on their kids, right? Oh, I was late because of my kid. So teams that are going to get blown out in bowl games now uh, have said, hey, COVID-19, we have a COVID-19 problem. Let's get out of this. <laughs> and they keep the practice time, right? Because that's one of the big things of bowl games. So before we get into it, right, this is going to be part one. Uh, part two, we'll come back Wednesday with the Marine Josh Luna, and we'll go over those games, uh, including the championship game. Right, we've had a lot of success this year. So before we get into the bowl games, five uh, things you look at. You look at coaching changes, right? Uh, is the interim coach gonna keep the team together? Do they have enough talent to win the game? Uh, it can go both ways, right? So you have to study it. Again, it's a factor, not an end-all be-all in making the decision. Uh, which guys have opted out into the NFL, right? Uh, travel. Uh, again, one of the business concepts we use is the value equation, which is psychological factors plus functional factors divided by time and money. So time and money with travel, uh, especially COVID-19, you got to look at that, right? You got to look at motivation, right? Are the kids motivated? Uh, do they like the coach? Did something happen uh, to make everybody upset and they don't want to go and play? Uh, is the coach racist, right? The coach is racist and they don't want to play for him in the bowl game. All of this has happened, right? So the first game we are going to tackle at bowl games part one is going to be Oklahoma State against Miami, right? So you're talking about coach being racist, the Oklahoma State coach, man, he's not racist, but he's had a hard time with players. Uh, his best player got mad at him. He's not playing. He decided to go in the NFL. Uh, guys going into the NFL, uh, DeAndre King. Uh, so far, his career has been so-so. He's kind of been a disappointment. He doesn't look like an NFL guy. He's too short. He's inaccurate. Uh, but he can have big games, right? He's with a guy like DeAndre King, right? And same thing Lamar Smith is going through. Is he a passer or is he a thrower, right? Kyle Trask is a passer. He lost the ball, left the receiver run under him. He can throw in between tight windows, right? That's a passer. A thrower just throws it at the guy. And, and, and DeAndre King has a great 
offensive coordinator in Lashley, who uh, he, I think, really made the Auburn program. The Auburn program did not have uh, as much success with Gus Manzal that he did with Brett Lashley with Gus Manzal as an offensive coordinator. And he's done a great job with DeAndre King. Uh, Miami is motivated after getting blown out. They got more players than Oklahoma State. So for that and many reasons, take Oklahoma State, right, to, to get beat by the Miami Hurricanes, minus three, uh, and take the over in that game. As uh, once things get into the fourth quarter, a lot of teams are just out of shape, right? So Miami and the under, right? And I think the under has been, I mean, the over is going to be 63, right? So Miami and the over 63. Then you have the Texas Longhorns, Tom Herman as a favorite against Colorado. Colorado had a big disappointment as they were 4-0 going into Utah and they ran into that defensive buzzsaw that is the Utah Utes and the great coach, Willingham, uh, who always does a great job game planning. Look for Colorado to cover the eight points. I got this at 10. So when you hear the sound of my voice, anybody has questions of the people pointing on uh, Periscope, you know, whoever has a question about college football, let me know. But take your Colorado Buffaloes plus 10 over 63 uh, as a favorite. The coach of Texas, Herman, is about 50% as a favorite, uh, 80% as an underdog. Uh, you're getting more than a touchdown. Take your Colorado Buffaloes. Remember, people like to bet the favorite and the overs, right? So look for those line changes. Even though this one had a huge line change from 10 to 8, you can get it 7.5 some places. Uh, look for these line changes. But uh, I like Colorado a lot in this uh, situation. And the Texas players, all those five stars, have been overrated up to this point. They haven't played well. Uh, a lot of plus one. And plus one is where the quarterback runs it because uh, there's more blockers than there are defenders, right? Because a lot of defenses, especially if they play man-to-man, does not account for the quarterback. And in bowl games or in games where uh, Herman feels he has a big talent advantage, he has done a lot of running um, – Bouchette or Bouchelle, whatever his name is. Uh, I don't see him as an NFL guy. He's too skinny. And because of that, he, he commits a lot of turnovers in games like this. So look for your Colorado Buffaloes to cover that plus eight. All right. From there, we go to Wisconsin against Wake Forest. Uh, Wisconsin has been underwhelming this year. They're a developmental program. So what does a developmental program mean, right? What it means is that one year they're good, the next year they're bad, 
they have to develop players because a lot of the guys they get are three stars. They're not blue ship five stars like LSU gets, like Alabama gets, uh, so on and so forth, Ohio State. So they develop talent. So they, they love being in this bowl game for that reason. Wake Forest, big-time developmental program. Uh, Wisconsin is the big favorite in this COVID-19 era. And, and that's one of the most important things about betting and wagering. Tomorrow we'll have the Hawthorne effect where you make, where the Hawthorne effect says that whatever you track and measure, you improve its performance 10 to 20%, all right? So, um, with Wake Forest in the COVID-19 era, you gotta pick this year's bowl game, not last year or was, was gonna be next year. And a lot of it has been the working out, what kind of stamina you have. Uh, and a lot of teams have been worn out, right? So Wisconsin has a big physical advantage over Wake Forest. Wake Forest is gonna flood the, the, the zone, right? They're going to put nine guys on the line, stop the run and make Wisconsin throw it. Wisconsin's gonna throw it a couple times early and wear down the Demon Deacons. Keep the game under because there's gonna be a lot of running in this game. And uh, take the under 53, Wisconsin minus seven, Wisconsin, wants to, they do a great job at the Hawthorne effect. They're gonna correct all the ills they've had this season and be able to out physical uh, Wake Forest. Uh, Wisconsin's defense looked good, even though they're young. There's something you have to look at, even though they're young, uh, that, that Alvarez defense, right? It's the same defense that Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, all of them are in the same defense, even Buffalo. Uh, and on this level, on the college level, you do a great job recruiting to that defense. And even though they're young, there's something you got to look at in a developmental year. Is their defense going to hang in there? And Wisconsin defense has. So uh, great job by these high school coaches uh, in the weight room. Next game I had here was Iowa-Missouri. And Missouri opted out because they knew they were going to get blown out, right? So we're going to know a lot of these games are going to be competitive. Florida, a team that has a lot to prove, uh, they'll go ahead and they'll handle your Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, game is 72. That line uh, is COVID-19 era. So both teams are going to throw the kitchen sink at them. This is going to be like that Florida-Texas A&M game. It was really, really high scoring. But I feel that uh, Florida probably win in a shootout because they have more players. This is the least amount of talent on offense that I've seen uh, Oklahoma have. And their defense has always been suspect on this level. It will not matter that 84 Kyle Pitts will not be there for Florida. That's going to be an irrelevant factor. Florida just has more players uh, that I've seen, right? And even though 72 seems high, look at, look for it to go over the 72 and your Florida Gators to handle that minus three. 
Now, one of the easier games to pick for me was Tulsa against Mississippi State and Mike Leach. Mike Leach, one of those guys that really does not believe in bowl games. He uses it to beat up his teams, run them to death, and get them ready for the next year, right? We talk about developmental, right? And nobody runs a developmental program better than Mike Leach. Uh, he did a great job at Texas Tech. He did a great job at Washington State. And uh, Mississippi State now, as far as the SEC is concerned, is a developmental program. They get three stars. They have a bad year. Then the next year, they come back strong. Tulsa is having the best year ever. They have a phenomenal defense. They have time to study Mike Leach. Uh, I feel they'll they'll uh, they'll shut him down, right? Uh, but 49 seems kind of low, especially with COVID-19 in the kitchen sink being thrown. So I really see this game as being uh, 28 to 17. So that would make it 40, 41. So a touchdown would make it 40 over 48. So I would say under 49, right? Under 49, tell, tell us with their lights out defense, will shut down Mississippi State uh, with the air raid. You rush three, you drop eight, and that stopped them. And Tulsa has the horses. Great job with that defense, with the Tulsa Hurricane defense. Ball State against San Jose State. Over under 63, you have San Jose State minus 10. Uh, they haven't been allowed to practice in Santa Clara, so they kicked them out. Uh, Ball State had a great year. They went ahead and they beat Buffalo in the MAC championship game. Uh, it's, this is almost like a – it'll have a real championship playoff feel between these two teams. And I see Ball State hanging in there, all right, for a while. Uh, it's going to be kind of like a defensive struggle. So if you can get less than 10 points, go with your San Jose State Spartans in the over-under 63. I think under normal circumstances, this would go under uh, with that lights-out San Jose State defense. But in COVID-19, uh, both teams have probably had a hard time working out. Uh, they have to pray for turnovers. So look for this game to go over the total of 63 and look for San Jose State, right, to cover if you can get under 10 points. If you can get 10 points or more over that key number, go with Ball State. They're a championship ball club. They have uh, great coaching, great players. And this is going to be a heck of a ball game, especially in the first half, right? Two championship teams. Probably should be in, in a playoff if uh, we live in a fair world, which we don't, right? And that's the thing about betting and making money betting. Uh, you don't believe in Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny here, right? You got to deal with reality. But both these teams are going to have NFL players on there, uh, especially the quarterback uh, for your San Jose State Spartans. Sparkle, he's always looking at him. Remember him at Texas A&M. Uh, great game to watch. West Virginia against Army. Uh, look for Army to cover, especially if you can get 
eight points. So you get eight points, go ahead and take them. And let's go under 42. Army plays great defense. And the way they play offense is, I remember Bill Parcell saying, if you can get 3.5 yards of play, it equals a first down, right? So Army takes that to heart and they will run 3.5 yards of play, 20 plays, 14 minute drives, take up the whole quarter. So look for the game to go under plus eight, right? Arkansas against TCU, Sam Pittman, first year coach against the veteran, right? At TCU, he makes $6 million for a reason. The man does not lose bowl games. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, the over-under on this game. I su suspect uh, that, again, normally this game would go under, right? But with COVID-19, respiratory issues with people who've had COVID-19. Players on there, I've seen basically in football this year, I've seen a lot of teams out of shape that normally would be in shape because, you know, not access uh, to be able to work out and just other things on their mind. And some guys are in great shape, right? J.J. Watt. But if you're not focused and uh, – if you're not making that extra effort at home or whatever, I've seen a lot of guys out of shape. And that's going to lead to games going over. So look for TCU to go ahead and cover the minus five right now against Arkansas. And this game will fly over the total of 57. All right. So we went 80% last year. We want to be able to duplicate it. I did extra research. Was going to do this podcast on uh, Saturday or even the day before, but I decided to do more research uh, because doing the Hawthorne effect, checking the games that you make more money from the games you got wrong than the games you got right. And doing the Hawthorne effect, I noticed that a lot of the games I got wrong were living in the past. If you live in the past, you die in the past. And not doing enough research. So we did the extra research, even though we've done phenomenally well with our return on investment, but you cannot rest on your laurels. That's how you end up 40%, 20%, or these uh, Nate Silver 538 people having a hard time betting college football because they don't know what they're doing, right? Uh, or they're resting on their laurels, or they're living in the past, or they're not tracking their bets. Uh, those are the two areas where I had a flaw in my thinking because in sports betting, you have to differentiate flaws in the process, flaws in your thinking versus bad luck. Because in probability theory that we use in picking games, the highest level of probability is 80%. So there's a 20% luck factor. So 52.5% is break even. We're at 60, 70, 
that's where you make your compound interest by being consistent. And man, we've been fortunate, lucky, and good that we've had 17 weeks in a row of profit, college football, 16 weeks in a row of profit, pro football. Nobody does that. But the difference between other guys that do this or have these percentages is that we're willing to share. So that is Bowl Season 2020, Part 1. We'll be back with Part 2 for college on Thursday. Uh, in between then, we'll have the Hawthorne Effect, the games that I got wrong last week in the NFL. What can I learn from them to get a higher percentage uh, in the final week and finish with 17 weeks in a row of NFL profit, man. It's crazy. I've gone 16 and one before uh, a couple of times. I've never gone 17 and 0. So looking for a first time for me, 17 and 0, 17 weeks in a row of profit. And we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening, growing and sharing the ESBC Sports Betting and Financial Podcast. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use, <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN Betting and Team Report Podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers.